0: Hi everybody! Welcome to our church online broadcast. That's been put on CD uh, for you. Um, as I've done the last few weeks, I shall be uh, talking over any of the visual content just uh, to give you a little bit of an understanding what people would have uh, been watching and hopefully um, uh, finding amusing or understanding uh, anyway. Our theme. For this week, as you'll discover, is just on the eve of uh, whatever Boris is going to uh, say in terms of um, uh, there there being some form of of releasing of the um, factors relating to lockdown. Um, our theme is coronavirus. What will the new normal look like? Hi, my name's Roger. I'm the pastor of Dorchester Community Church. Welcome. Thanks for joining us. And a big hi to you wherever you're from. Come on inside. Welcome to church. Well, our theme this week is coronavirus. What will be the new normal? One of the things that has expressed that new normal is the way that people have been using both their time... And their creativity to get across a message. Here's one particular message that's got across through the means of a tune that I think you're going to recognise.
1: Is this a sore throat? Is this just allergies? love.
0: This week, we heard the harrowing news that there's been more deaths from coronavirus in the UK than anywhere else in Europe. On Wednesday, then, we heard that we'd passed the 30,000 death milestone. Not good news at all. And that despite all the amazing efforts of both the government and our NHS as well, doing all they can to combat this hideous, invisible enemy. We've been encouraged to stay at home, and only to make essential journeys I wonder how that's been working out uh, for you it's been good to get the garden done it's been great I have to say personally to save a whole host of money on petrol good to discover new ways of working and communicating many of course are either having
2: to or have chosen to work from home this is your pilot speaking my name is Adrian Oberhensley I'm working from home today
0: not so good of course has been to establish maybe a completely different routine. What was once normal, now is not. Our normal is changing and is going to continue to change, no doubt, when the relaxing of lockdown measures take full effect. For many, it's been really hard not going out, not seeing your friends, having to self-isolate. Many are struggling with what to do with their hair. I mean, me particularly, I can't do a thing with my name. Our very own Chris Llewellyn has put her feelings in that regard in very poetic form.
3: Lockdown. Whatever's happened to me, it always looked just so. But now that we're in lockdown, all it does is grow and grow. I would like to use some scissors, but my fingers go all numb, so my fringe looks like the final curtain at the old Palladium. I could liken it to a Yeti, if the pictures I've seen are true. Was someone? Out so, I can have a full hairdo. I've run out of my hairspray in a vain attempt to keep it off my face, but it's so long the chance is gone, I think I've lost the race. So, ladies, you know what I mean. What's happening to our hair? I don't think I'm, I'm on my own when I say it isn't flipping fair. So, what
0: will be the new normal? We're going to be thinking about that through looking again at a guy called Peter, who we thought about last week when he had a kind of a grump on uh, throughout his own personal uh, lockdown. We're also going to be showing some pictures that highlight some of the stuff that you guys have been up to this last week. We're also going to be sharing some of your celebrations. There's going to be answers to our who's who question that we put uh, for you last week. There's then another question. And uh, for this week, we're also then going to be reflecting a little bit on the day and then also being lifted by our Ministry of Puppets, guaranteed, I'm sure, to bring you some sunshine. But first, we're going to be worshipping God in song. My Jesus, my Saviour, there is none like you. Sing your heart out as we worship God right now. Several older people at the start of this pandemic, when people went food and toilet rolls crazy, relate this season to when there were rations in the war. Back then, there would have been a new normal where people's lives were turned upside down and there were certain restrictions put in place. No lights after nine o'clock. There were also food rations. Anything that came in from abroad was seen as a luxury. Certainly no sweets. And no celebration chocolates either. And you might have to queue for bananas. Two bananas. It would take maybe half an hour. One egg per week. Tough times. Most of us, of course, can't draw on that from personal experience because we're not as old as Ian Blackie. But a few of you will remember if you were a child maybe back then. On Friday, of course, we remembered the day Celebrating the end of World War Two. 75 years on. After a clip of those moments back in 1945, one of our leadership team, Roger Collins, is going to share his own reflection of lockdown, but through the eyes of his own naval experience way back in 1982 when he was serving in the Falklands. And then Glynn, one of our leaders, is going to pray. Firstly, here's a clip of some of the memories celebrating VE Day.
3: Unusually, this year's early May bank holiday is being held next Friday to mark the 75th anniversary of the end of the Second World War in Europe. May the 8th, 1945, was dubbed VE Day for victory in Europe and saw millions of people pour onto the streets to celebrate. Robert Hall has been looking back on that momentous day and why it's been commemorated.
4: Lüneburg, Heath, Germany, May the 4th, 1945. In a tattered tent
3: near Hamburg,
4: first steps in a complicated surrender. The General Admiral von Friedenberg uh, will sign first. Seven clauses and no mere scrap of paper. Rumours of a European ceasefire had been widespread as Allied and Russian troops linked
3: up along the Western Front. We both come a long way together. And we've got to get out of here. Very
4: Over the next three days, news of the surrender spread across the channel. Crowds were on the streets long before the official announcement swelled by a decision to call a national holiday. In Whitehall, Prime Minister Winston Churchill waited for his cue from the
5: BBC. General Jodl, the representative of the German High Command and of Grand Admiral Dönitz, the designated head of the German state signed the act of unconditional surrender of all German land, sea and air forces in Europe. But let us not forget for a moment the toils and efforts that lie ahead. Gradually setting down to a routine, those anguish moments that kick in just as I was waking have all but dispersed now. It still seems surreal. The last time I had feelings like this was during the Falklands campaign, especially on Saturday 24th of April 1982, when I sailed from Devonport, Plymouth in MV Atlantic Conveyor on the 8,000 mile voyage to the Falklands. After an intensive and hard working conversion, since 16th of April, the ship sailed slowly south, exiting Plymouth Sound. At the harbour entrance, is very close to the waterfront the day was clear with deep blue skies and warm sunshine on a Devon spring day I stood at the rails of the ship looking at the waterfront people were strolling children playing prams being pushed couples embracing I had an intense feeling that we were disconnected from this normality I thought the sun should not be shining and resented These people were not shrouded in the gloom that we were feeling on the ship. Spring is slowly marching forward to summer. Nature flaunts herself as if nothing has changed. The sun is shining. The air is soft and branches are heavy with pink and white blossom bluebells, primroses, cowslips, daffodils, tulips, celandine, and fresh grass. Everywhere, the trees, wear their freshest, lightest veils of green, oblivious to what humans in the world are going through COVID-19. But there is hope. One of the Psalms in the Bible reads, This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. So enough of the gloom. Let us all take our eyes off the black dot and count our blessings One by one.
4: You know, it's easy to get pulled down by the circumstances around us. Given what's going on around us right now, it makes it doubly difficult, doesn't it? It's so difficult to see the good things, as Roger Collins has encouraged us to do, and as Martin did last week, when he encouraged us to give thanks. Prayer is a time when we can communicate with God about what's on our hearts. You know, he can take it when you're down or you're struggling with something. Tell him about it. He's got big shoulders. And you know what they say, a problem shared is a problem halved. But giving it to God is even more than that. It's our hope in a better future. So we'll come to prayer. Let's begin. O Lord, open our lips to bless you, and our mouths shall declare your praise. You are our amazing God. We worship you this day and forever. This I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness, O Lord. And we say that the Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will put my hope in him. Almighty God, we willingly lay down our lives before you this morning. We offer ourselves As a living sacrifice, please pour your mighty power through us, so that Jesus may be glorified in all we think, say, and do, transforming us and the world around us. Amen. I want to pray this morning for our government as they try and work out what the right thing to do. Is it right to loosen the lockdown? Is it right to give us some more freedom? Or actually, is it the right thing to leave it where it is right now? It must be so hard. So we pray for those leaders in our government. We pray for Boris especially. We pray that your will will be done, Lord. That you in charge of it. And we give it all to you, Lord, because we don't know. We don't know what the answers are. I'm sure they don't know either. So we ask you to take control. We pray for the key workers that support and keep us all safe. We thank you for them, Lord Jesus. We thank you that there are people who are prepared to risk themselves to support us and care for us in all different walks, Lord Jesus. Would you bless them? Would you put your arms around them? Would you protect them, Lord Jesus? We pray for those that are suffering today those that are ill, those that are struggling through being isolated, those that this time has made much worse for them, much harder to deal with. I think especially for those families that just struggle along normally, but now it's even harder. Lord, would you bless them? Would you put your arms around them? Would you care for them? We lift them to you, Lord Jesus. And if there's anything that we can do to help, please show us. Father, we pray for those families that have lost loved ones in this crisis. Be with them, Lord. Bring peace. It must be just horrendous. We don't know the depths of it, Lord Jesus, but we know that you do because you suffered. Bring them hope again, Lord Jesus. Lord, have mercy on our suffering world at this time. I'd like us to say together the Our Father prayer. You may know it, you may not. Um, So try and keep along with me. I'll say it slowly. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sinned against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen.
3: Bring me
4: sunshine
1: in your smile. Make me happy all the while. In this world where we live, There should be more happiness So much joy we can give To each brand new bride tomorrow Make me happy
0: Although you can't see it, this is actually our Ministry of Puppets performing Eric and Ernie's Bring Me Sunshine. Setting the context for the Bible reading, this is me on Weymouth
1: Beach. It's
0: beautiful out there, doesn't it? Well, last week we were thinking a little bit about the whole issue of work, if you like, and how we can have a routine but then that can suddenly get blown away when suddenly, particularly like for the likes of COVID-19... People are finding themselves either out of work, out of a job or having to think completely differently about how they do now work. we were also thinking about a guy called Peter, who, along with those first few disciples, had their own personal lockdown, if you like. That was after the first Easter. Jesus had died and understandably they were gutted about that. He didn't come back to life. They were thrilled about that. But what next? Well, Jesus told them to go ahead of them to Galilee. And there they'd have further instructions about their potential mission impossible, if you like. Well, they went and they waited. And they waited. And they waited. That waiting was tough. And it was Peter who then broke the rules. He wasn't even a chief medical advisor. With a bit of a grump, somewhat, he says, Well, I'm going out to fish. And some of the others followed him. There was about seven of them. Well, needless to say, they actually didn't catch any fish at all until they got a little bit of advice from a stranger on the shore. Well, they followed that advice, not knowing who the stranger was, but when they got that miraculous catch of fish, they pretty soon realised it was Jesus. They were just under about 100 metres from the shore. They were struggling to get the already bulging nets in. when as soon as they realised it was Jesus, that was it. Peter was overboard, splashing his way back to the shore to see his Jesus and his Lord. A barbecue was awaiting for them. Well, I don't know where they would have held their barbecue or where Jesus got that from. Maybe a B&Q, uh, B&Q click and collect or something like that. Who knows? There are plenty of nice uh, spots here, as you can see, for... A barbecue may well have been somewhere down there, somewhere like that, who knows. They would have had a great time of chit-chat over breakfast at that barbecue, I'm sure. After the barbecue, there's a one-to-one, though, that Peter finds himself on his own with Jesus. Well, so what? Well, the so what being in that we probably need to get a little bit of background. You see, Peter had previously been known as Simon, his name literally meaning pebble. And Jesus on one occasion had said, Right, Simon, from here on in, you're not going to be called Pebble. I'm going to give you a new name. Your new name is going to be Peter, which literally means the rock. And on this rock, I'm going to build my church. Wow. You can imagine Peter swelling, can't you, in terms of what he would have felt about that. Of course, this wasn't the rock, as in the film star, you understand. Well, Jesus then told The rest of the guys, what was going to happen? That he'd be dying on the third day, come back to life. Well, Peter was saying, no, there's no way that that is going to happen to you, Jesus. Well, Jesus basically told Peter to shut up. (laughs) Following that, Jesus told his trusty followers that, listen, he said, you're all going to actually fall away. All of you. No, 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 no. Even if everybody else falls away, he says, bullish Peter. I definitely won't. Jesus says, hey, Peter, listen to me. Even on this very night, before the cockerel crows, you're going to deny you even knew me three times. Luke chapter 22 and verse 16 says, when obviously, yep, that did happen, as per the script, that the Lord at that moment looked straight at Peter. We can only imagine what that look must have felt like for Peter. Oh dear. He's blown it somewhat. Well, what would happen then? Was that going to be the end of the story? Well, that's what we're going to find out. And this is a clip with different wording taken from Lord of the Rings. Didn't expect it all to end in 2020.
2: here. Staying home is just a precautionary path, one that we all must take. If everybody listens to Big Boris and we support the NHS to flatten this curve, then you'll see it.
3: finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said, you know I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said to Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus had asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. Very truly I tell you, when you were younger, you dressed yourself and went where you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. Then he said to him, follow me. Peter turned and saw the disciple whom Jesus loved was following them. This was the one who had leaned back against Jesus at the supper and had said, Lord, who is going to betray you? When Peter saw him, he asked, Lord, what about him? Jesus answered, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is it to you? You must follow me. Peter had completely and utterly blown
0: it. He'd let down Jesus, his Lord, the one he'd said he would never disown, even if everybody else did. It's awful to let someone down, especially someone that you care for or that you respect. It's even worse when they know it. I can remember occasions when, as a boy, that sense of disappointment from my dad. He just had to give me that look and that was all it took. Now thankfully my son says that I've got the capacity to actually have that look as well so it still affects him in exactly the same way and he doesn't really go and bundle on that or like that either. But it's also awful to be let down. Maybe you've experienced that. Or to feel let down. Maybe a trust has broken. Maybe a friendship that's been damaged by gossip or a harsh email. How would this one-to-one work with Peter. One of the mission ahead, the plans that God have for him, his role in leading the church. God thankfully is very forgiving. I'm grateful for that. Very forgiven with all of our mistakes and he's constantly in the business of giving people fresh starts. There was still yet to be a new normal for Peter but first there was a matter of this conversation which seems to focus on one brief question of just four words where jesus three times asks this question Sorry about that. Classic track, Brian Paul and the Tremolos. way back, have a guess of the year, 1963. And Brian Paul is still touring the UK right now. Would you believe it? How incredible is that? This November, have a guess of his age, he will be 80 years of age. I love all of that stuff. Back to when we were though. What of that question though? Well, Jesus could have asked Peter a whole host of questions. Why did you deny me? Why did you swear? Why did you run away? Why did you say one thing and yet do another? All that matters is whether or not Peter loves Jesus. And ultimately, that's the same thing for you and me as well. We may well get caught up with a whole host of questions that can act as hurdles for us in our faith. But it's all to do with our love relationship with this Jesus. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 8, we read there that love covers a multitude of sins. Now the love expressed here has nothing to do with anything homosexual or anything like that. But what's interesting is that where we have just one word for love ourselves, the original Greek here that's used actually has two different words. Agape and Philio. There you go, you've learned a little bit of Greek now. They reflect different levels of love. The first two times Jesus asked if Peter Agape loved Jesus. That is, was he completely devoted to Jesus? Peter did not use his boastful ability to respond, but rather a humble, friendly, filial love. A bit of a lower level. The third time Peter was asked, well, you can imagine he was pretty deeply grieved. It no doubt reminded him of how he boasted that he would never deny Jesus. But upon the third question of devotion, Peter saw that actually Jesus was countering his three denials by enabling him to affirm his love for Jesus. Jesus didn't get uptight about Peter's denial, but instead focused on his sense of recalling. In our language, It might be the same as Jesus saying to us, do you love me more than anyone else, more than anything else? And we would answer, well, I I do love you, and I'm giving this my best shot. And then that's repeated. And then after that, Jesus asks us, well, do you love me? And are you willing to give this your best shot? And we would answer, yeah, I do, and yes, I am. Jesus addressed Peter as Simon in all three of these exchanges. And that's interesting. So if we roll the clock back, Well, his name had been, as Simon, Pebble. That's the literal meaning of the word Simon. So imagine way back when then Jesus was giving him this new name. It was as if Jesus was saying, Simon, actually, Pebble, I'm now going to give you a new name, Peter. And Peter means rock. And on you, I will build my church. There he is in terms of pictorial sense from being called Pebble, now being called Rock. That was huge wow peter must have felt incredibly big here now known as rock jesus says do you love me pebble ouch jesus is facing peter maybe with his own limitations if he was going to be known as the rock then he needed to really be a lot more aligned on the one who is the true rock john stott wrote these words Simon on his own will always be just Simon. He has no capacity to rise beyond that. But Simon trusting in Jesus is Peter the Rock, from whose witness and leadership the church will receive its earliest foundation. In one sense, we're a byproduct of that. So, let me ask you a question. Do you love Jesus? Why? What's he done for me? Well, he gave his life for you on the cross being punished for all that you and I have done wrong. That's what he's done. But I might let him down. Yes, actually, you will. But God is not an ogre. He longs to forgive us, and he loves to dish out fresh starts to anyone who is serious about wanting one. Before we consider Peter's new normal and wonder what ours might look like post-COVID, we're going to worship God again in song. The song is called Great are you Lord. Some of the lyrics include these words, you give hope, you restore
1: every heart that is broken. And after we we worship
0: God together in song, well then, it's time for these are celebrations. you Okay, it's time again for our celebrations. Celebrations in excitement. How are we going to get these chocolates? I don't know to you. But a few of you have asked, what actually was it that Hillary was knitting? Well, she was knitting this pair of socks, and she's done great. Hillary, you deserve one of these. Make sure David gives you a chocolate. Here are some pictures as well of some jewellery that Lisa has been making. How amazing is this? But actually the chocolate that Lisa is deserving is because she bowled out her son Callum in their washing line cricket, you need to ask Lisa for that, uh, for 114 and only got hit in the head twice. So well done, Lisa. Hope the bruises are better soon. Here's the herrings family as well. Well, don't know quite what they've been up to, but Bethany, you actually had some caterpillars for your birthday recently. And those caterpillars have been transformed. Their own new normal, if you like, is now those caterpillars have become butterflies. And you'll also see, as well as picture there of Mum Louise and Phoebe's in that picture as well, you'll also see Lois having one of those butterflies actually that's landed on her nose. How amazing is that? And what about this for a picture? This is one of our leaders, Paul Farrell, waiting for call-up in military uniform. And for those of you who love a man in uniform, here he is, a close-up of Paul. And here is indeed another close-up of Paul. Doesn't he look incredibly smart and dashing? What about birthdays? Well, we've got one birthday this week and it's for Michelle. So Michelle, happy birthday to you. I believe it's tomorrow. I hope that Nick manages to get one of these to you. If he doesn't, then I'm afraid it's going to be on the bottom stair for you, Nick. But happy birthday, Mandy, to you tomorrow. We also had a quiz. We asked you a question last week about who's who. Well, here's the picture that we asked you. Who is who? Well, from left to right, you've got Rich Cox looking a little bit like a convict, I have to say, from this particular picture. And then to the side of Rich is Charlene. And then down at the bottom, there's Bruce on the left and David Chaplin on the right. How many out of four did you get? Did you get it right? I hope you did. I doubt if any of you are going to get this next question right, though, because in the paddock next to where I live, uh, there's a whole host of dandelions that grow up every year. drives me nuts because then obviously they all the seeds float across. They then land or spring up and I've then got to dig up the dandelions next year. Well, this particular year, every now and then when I've had a little bit of time, I've gone round to that paddock and been picking the heads off. And whether or not it's one of those yellow heads, whether it's one of the ones that's closed or whether or not it's one of those white fluffy things that you can see in the picture there, each of those Counts as being one head of a dandelion. How many come this particular Sunday when you're watching this from now? How many dandelion heads do you think that I would have picked single handedly from the paddock? That is this week's question for you. Good luck. Nice. Okay, let's have a think of a few concluding thoughts. What Jesus said to Peter about feeding sheep and caring for lambs was because he was going to be a leader. This was to be Peter's new normal, if you like. Peter was not being requested to go from being a fisherman to a shepherd of sheep, but rather to care for God's people. God's people are referred to as sheep in a number of places throughout the Bible. The most well-known place probably being when, when King David says, the Lord is my shepherd, you've guessed it. You can read that very famous psalm in Psalm 23. I like what a guy called Mike Hayes says. He says these words, Jesus calling Peter to be a shepherd and to feed his sheep is a totally different task from what Peter knew as a fisherman. Fishermen hunt fish. Shepherds protect sheep. Fish don't need fishermen. As a matter of fact, they would do almost anything they can to avoid fishermen. But the the sheep need a shepherd. They can't live for too long in a hostile environment without a shepherd to look after them. Fish feed the fishermen. But shepherds feed the sheep. And that was to be Peter's new normal. A completely new role for him. His new normal would look obviously very different from here on in. Yours may well do as well. For some that may well be incredibly exciting. You're looking forward to that. But for others it could well be quite daunting. Maybe like Peter you're going to even be doing something completely different from now on. And that is quite stressful. Last week, we interviewed someone whose work life was cut short by cancer. You can watch last week's to, to see that interview with a guy by the name of David Holman. But David's also written an article about his own experiences, which you can actually download and read on the front page of our website. Back to Peter. I can imagine that he would have been pretty anxious about this new normal. But he also was pretty wobbly when Jesus explained to him what might lay beyond that, particularly to do with how he might, in fact, die. Peter quickly diverted the attention onto another guy called John and asked Jesus, hang on, what about him? What's going to happen to him? Jesus basically tells him to mind his own business and says, Peter, you must follow me. It's easy to be distracted to what's happening, isn't it, to other people to what they're doing, to how they're doing. Whilst understandable, especially during this pandemic, uh, especially, uh, what matters most is no doubt the same as what mattered for Peter. And maybe, just maybe, Jesus would say the same to us as he did to Peter back then. Regardless of what others are doing, feeling or thinking, you must follow. Why does this matter? Because without the God bit right, we lack purpose for our lives. This Jesus that we've been thinking about offers us forgiveness from the past, a real peace for the present and indeed hope for the future. What will your new normal look like? What could it look like post-COVID? Trust in God. 75 years ago, after the ending of World War II, as a nation, we had to regroup and rebuild. We've got that opportunity again, as each of us contemplate what that new normal may well look like for us. It's a fresh challenge for each and every one of us, as we contemplate regrouping and rebuilding once more. As we do that, may we look to God to indeed guide us, he's desperately eager to be a part of our lives. If you'd like to know more about how that can happen for you, then please do contact us. You can do that through our website. We'd love to hear from you. <speaking in Spanish> Good old Malcolm and Wise, hey, absolutely fantastic. Well, thanks again uh, for joining us. We've got just one more video clip that we'd like to show you. Trust that you'll enjoy this. Trust that this will help you as you contemplate your own new normal. Hope that we get to see you next week
1: as well. But until then, we just have to say we hope that we'll meet again.
4: The again. So I'll
2: get it to bed. But my boy, you're growing weary. Sleepy thoughts about your head. Please, that one's my favourite. I promise just once more. Okay. Snuggle down, my boy, though I know you know full well. The story starts before then, in a world I once would dwell. It was a world of waste and wonder, of poverty and plenty back before we understood why hindsight's 2020 you see the people came up with companies to trade across all lands but they swelled and got much bigger than we ever could have planned we'd always had our wants but now it got so quick you could have anything you dreamed of in a day and with a click we noticed families had stopped talking that's not to say they never spoke but the meaning must have melted And the work-life balance broke. And the children's eyes grew squarer. And every toddler had a phone. They filtered out the imperfections, but amidst the noise, they felt alone. And every day the skies grew thicker, till you couldn't see the stars. So we flew in planes to find them, while down below, we filled our cars. We'd drive around all day in circles. We'd forgotten how to run. We swapped the grass for tarmac, shrunk the parks till there were none. We filled the sea with plastic because our waste was never capped until each day when you went fishing, you'd pull them out, already wrapped. And while we drank and smoked and gambled, our leaders taught us why. It's best to not upset the lobbies. More convenient to die. But then in 2020, a new virus came our way. The governments reacted and told us all to hide away. But while we all were hidden, amidst the fear, and all the while, the people dusted off their instincts. They remembered how to smile. They started clapping to say thank you, and calling up their mums. And while the car keys gathered dust, they would look forward to their runs. And with the skies less full of voyages, the earth began to breathe. And the beaches bore new wildlife that scuttled off into the seas. Some people started dancing. Some were singing. Some were baking. We'd grown so used to bad news, but some good news was in the making. And so when we found the cure, and were allowed to go outside, we all preferred the world we found to the one we'd left behind. Old habits became extinct. And they made way for the new. And every simple act of kindness was now given its due. But why did it take a virus to bring the people back together? Sometimes you've got to get sick, my boy, before you start feeling better. Now lie down and dream of tomorrow. And all the things that we can do. And who knows, if you dream hard enough, maybe some of them will come true. We now call it the Great Realisation. And yes, since then there have been many. But that's the story of how it started and why hindsight's 2020.
0: Trust that you've enjoyed our broadcast Nation's this week.
1: Faces are
0: here to help. Sorry about that. Trust that you've enjoyed our, our broadcast this week. If you'd like to know more, obviously you can contact the church. Even if uh, you haven't got access to the internet, then you can phone oh one three oh five two six seven one seven one. So thanks ever so much for listening in. Feel free to pass this on uh, to someone that you know, a family member or a neighbour, if you think they would appreciate a listen or you think uh, that they would like to uh, find out more about the church or about the Christian faith faith themselves. Otherwise, just pray that uh, throughout this pandemic you're doing okay, and trust that God will bless you as you seek to regroup, rebuild and and rethink as to what your own new normal is. May indeed look like. Trust that God will lead you and that you will be reliant upon Him. God bless you. Bye bye.